Our new podcast episode. What podcast? Renaissance Pals! Wow, we are so put together. We did just release our first episode. It is official. I don't think I can keep doing this back and forth thing. I'm really stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get it right. (laughs) Gotta get that. Mm. Gotta get that. Mm You're just full of musical cues. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gave me the deadest look. It was like the little... I think I was just like, I don't know how to respond, and I was internally panicking. You were buffering. Because I'm like, wait, should I come up with a song now? Because we were doing our back and forth. That's true. God. The, co- the comedy part of this podcast is so stressful. It's very stressful. <laughs> oh, well, that's Emily. And this is Emily. That one is Emily at Emily Sensibility. And this one is Emily at Emily Ives Writes. Emily is corny and Emily is all right. Wow. I like also that you said this one, so this is all about you. What? What? I said that one. You said which one? To point to you. Oh. That Emily. And then you said this Emily. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Today, we're doing Renaissance shit. Yes, what specific shit are we doing today? Well, it's episode two, and we already kind of laid the groundwork in episode one for... <clears throat> Gotta lean a little further into the mic. I received some criticism <laughs> after the first... Um, it was it was gentle upliftment. Totally. <laughs> she just sipped her tea after saying that. I don't, it was funnier to me, and, okay, you know what? <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. Never, never bring yourself down to explain to people. I it's need to okay. be in the groove. What does a groove look like? I, I find I reach my groove at, like, 10 a.m. That's whenever I'm really... It's all downhill after that. It really is, though. No, from, like, 10 to 12, I feel pretty optimistic about life. That's fair. And then the other hours of the day, they kind of ebb and flow with optimism and... Well, pessimism. If you look to like witchy stuff, mm-hmm. the everything like a lot of it has to do with cycles, and so even like the day has cycles, and so right. I mean, this, uh, it's I'm making it sound profound. It's not very profound, but um, so I think it's profound. In the morning, so when the sun comes up, it represents birth, mm-hmm. and then it like everything travels through you know the different life cycles until the sun goes down and it's death. Right. And so that, then there's what just, about like, the darkness. Nocturnal? So it, that's like the darkness and blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. witchy shit. Um, so if you are priming at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., you're like in the mid part of life. Like it's the very vital part mm-hmm. versus getting into like the harsher realities, the, all the different sun intensities and things oh. like that. Yeah. So you're just somebody who. I'm just like in touch with the natural circadian rhythm. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then that makes me feel bad for for people like bartenders or well, sometimes, you know, people who work at gas stations yeah. overnight. Because, like, when will they ever be in touch with their circadian? I mean, honestly, most of the time you don't stick with that job forever, forever. I hear there's good money in bartending. There can be. Or, the gas station or they're pro- so or they ha- They're happy in that 
they're they're fine with it. Right. I mean, not everybody has their prime at 10 a.m. Their prime could be 11 p.m. I know, but as human beings, we're... I've heard, I've heard that all human beings are, like, day people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's... that's Scientifically. Very specific. <laughs> yes, yes. No, but I, I just mean, heard that, yeah. like, we all have these natural circadian rhythms that are in line, like you said, with yeah. the sun, and uh, our ancestors would, you know, rise with the sun and go to bed. As the sun set. So And also die when they're 30. Oh, true. So, like, everything is... Yeah, you can't make the ancestor argument yeah. for all it, It's a lot of... It's it's a lot of problems with looking back to the past for, like, idealized things. Is right. that you're idealizing them. Right. Versus being like, oh, It's like, well, oh, that's how it should be. Yeah, like, there's certain things, like, your body has naturally decided all these certain things. Like, you have to sleep nine hours. Oh, I don't have to fucking do that. It like, it's it's all, it's very individualistic. Mm-hmm. Very, renaissance, <clears throat> as you could say. Oh, we gotta bring it full round. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, this second episode, we're gonna discuss specifically our hobbies. Sorry, I had to, like, smush down a bird. <laughs> I apologize. You paused for dramatic effect. It was dramatic effect. Um, also, I mean, I'm just getting fed so much tea with milk that I can't, I can't contain it all. Like, you know, as humans, we're not supposed to have so much dairy. <laughs> hey, but it's actually almond milk. Oh. It's uh, almond I, cashew yeah, I, milk. Sorry, I ruined your bit. No, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever, I'm just gonna have to <laughs> interrupt you later. <laughs> Feel free. That's what it's about, right? Yeah, that's what it's, that's what it's about. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, so we're gonna talk about hobbies, mm-hmm. <clears throat> interests, and our projects. Because this episode's gonna be all about us because we're selfish, selfish, selfish little bitches. <laughs> so, as you can tell, Emily is corny is responsible for the comedic part of this podcast. <laughs> No. Because I'm just going to no, be laughing at everything you're you funny. say. <laughs> you just have to get in your, as you say, in my element. Well, we're your not element. filming this at 10 a.m. So. Uh, well, just cancel work. <laughs> yeah, I can just, yeah. Just skip out. Be like, thanks, Kobe. Uh, instead of cutting my hair with the moon, I have to record my podcast with my circadian rhythm. <laughs> this is a shout out to my boss. <laughs> shout out, Kobe. I don't think he'd ever listen to this, so we're, we're probably good. Or just slip him the URL. <laughs> and do like a little winky face. I just had my menu review today and it went well, so I don't want to ruin that. Okay, well, show this to him the day you leave the job. <laughs> Be this like, is my party oh, gift to you. Kobe, by the way, www.spotify.com. <laughs> well, we attend the same fellowship on Sundays, so... I don't know if I can leave my, leave such a grand goodbye. It wouldn't really be a goodbye after all. It would be a goodbye for like two days. Yeah, exactly. Well, so in episode one, I'm just going to make a swift transition. No, transition away. We discussed our personalities, our qualifications and biases, and the certain terms that we were going to be addressing in the show. Um, so it naturally... Did we discuss, like, how we were going to run the show? I think we said that, like, every other episode we're doing 
we're having a guest on the show. Well, if not, this is the recap. Like, if you're reading one of those babysitter diaries. Like, TLDR? Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're totally gonna TLDR this shit. TLDR episode one. Um, so, every other episode, we're gonna have a super fun friend slash colleague in the hobbyist arts on. Slash family member slash, slash partner. Everybody, I mean, why are you delineating friends? Like, why can't friends also be family? Or partners. That's this is true. something that society has told you they have to be separate. But they're I was just thinking together. of my mom. Yeah, your mom is also your friend. <laughs> okay. She's your friend mom. But she's more of a family member first. Fine. <laughs> your mom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we'll have people on. We'll also ask questions. Kind of we'll also argue about terms. Yes. We'll, we'll splice down to the phrasing. <laughs> And that's fine. Anyway, continue. Just in case, because I can't remember what happened last week. I'm yeah. not going to make somebody else remember what happened Honestly, last week. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I do feel a little concerned that I of how much I can't remember about what we said last week. It was a blur. So we were alone. We just remember the Marines. And I remember telling a really awful story after you shared a very intimate, like, sad, like... Oh, childhood snippet no. and then I decided to like take it and turn it into this and I, no. I actually had a lot of regrets after that and I even called in I was like I messed up <laughs> no no you should not feel bad because uh tbh we both have sad depressing little childhood snippets to share and we will always be like okay angling out of that <laughs> moving on to this thing I think I always just want to talk about that children's book because it's just you know you just had a moment it left something in my mind and I was like I I'll never have this chance and this opportunity again but to, you know, to reach this many people because statistically people are gonna listen to the first episode more than they're gonna think listen to the second episode so truly the moment you had was that first episode <laughs> to get it out as far as humanly possible so you did good I am proud of you you oh. could not have done anything better okay you know it's just interesting though I think <clears throat> with podcasts it's like, we, we talk like this all the time. I don't know how many conversations yes, we talk, we've had. we talk like we are projecting our voices to each other in a very empty room outside of one dog with a, uh, what is that jacket called? A, it's a thunder coat. A thunder coat? Wait, a thunder jacket? <laughs> a thunder jacketed dog <laughs> and a podcast producer. A thunder cloak. <laughs> you can't keep coming up with better terms. <laughs> you ruined the bed. <laughs> A thunder-cloaked dog and a podcast producer hiding behind the kitchen counter eating Taco Bell as quietly as possible. No better time. Anyway. I lost her thread. Yeah, well, because thunder-cloaked. It got thunder-cloaked. So we were discussing what we're going to talk about here. Oh, no, so I was saying that Your moment it's, it's weird that, that like a conversation that we have is encapsulated in this format. It's just interesting. And it makes me a little bit self-conscious. Because it's like, well, what I say now is 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 permanent, I guess. Well, everything you've ever said to me has been permanent in my heart. Oh, wait. We need to do the, like, the track for... Oh. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I mean... You can do that in post-production. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh... Yeah, basically that. Because in real life, you can't take anything back. I know, but I guess... And now we get to add more people to the conversation. 
it will cause us to have mm. to double check our facts more. And we can't just be like, oh yeah, this person said. And mm. then be like, oh my god, yeah. And just continue on. It has to be like, oh yes, is Sudan on the east coast of Africa? I really need to look into that before I make a comment and say that. Right. That's true. I wonder if that'll bleed over into our everyday lives and we'll stop saying shit. Why would I do that? <laughs> I mean, I already have to limit myself at work because I have small children looking up at me. Right. See, okay, my problem is, is I get in a mode of limiting myself in one sphere and then it bleeds over into the other spheres and then I start becoming so a different version and I'm just like, wait. So if you stop saying shit, you're just going to start pouring yourself glasses of tequila? <laughs> is this, is this the imbalance? <gasps> True renaissance, you have to change your humors. <laughs> Oh, God. Only one humor can be in, like, right. you know, yeah, you gotta balance it out. You gotta, they, they believe. You bleed it out and readjust it. <laughs> the leech. Yeah. Anyway, so, hobbies. <laughs> right, so, we're gonna have some questions that we'll be asking our guests. Uh, and we thought that it would be a good idea to ask those questions to ourselves first. Ask them of ourselves. So we can get, you know, a little bit of feel of, of what the guest episodes are going to be like and just so that you can get to know us further and what it means to be a Renaissance pal. And to be specifically our Renaissance pal. Welcome to the fold. There's no <laughs> subscription cost, unlike Squarespace. Do you know how much it is to buy a domain? It's $20 a year. Stupid. No, it's way more than $20. Oh, just I the domain. The website. I was like, oh. no, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my free, free renaissance pal, my free renaissance compatriots, journey with us as we discuss our hobbies. <laughs> so, how, tell me about your hobbies, as if I've never met you before. Okay, well, I guess I'll go over my top three. <gasps> my name's Emily, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> One weird fact about me is... <laughs> um, I always wanted to be this when I grew up. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we'll go ahead and... I guess I'll just do my top three hobbies. Hit me with your top four. Top four. I okay. only have four. I panicked. I got to a <laughs> point where I started writing things, and then I kept writing things, and then I thought, does this even count as a hobby, or is it just That's something what I, I do? Yeah, I delineated it a lot more stuff into interests. Right. Because it's like, I did stuff that I do, mm -hmm. and then stuff that I dabble. And, or like... You made it, you said something before we started when I was hastily scribbling down my homework that I did not do until two minutes ago. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, you said something about like research type stuff. And I was mm -hmm. like, ah, that interests. I do have a lot of weird yeah. shit that I just know. Like weird internet stuff niches. about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, projects. So, what are your hobbies? My hobbies. So, I, I would say my top hobby would be journaling. Mm -hmm. And that falls under two... I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> that falls under two categories. It would be bullet journaling mm -hmm. and then stream of consciousness journaling. Okay. So, uh, I love journaling. I... It's the highest form of... What is it? Oh, fuck. I, this was a real psychology thing I knew! God damn it! It's it's like the highest form of like repackaging your emotions. Like, like in a safe way. Repurposing them. Yeah, kind of like expressing them, but in a... And definitely in a safe way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like supposed to be the biggest thing, like creating something new or better. And like, as you're writing it down, realizing like, oh, this is why I was doing this thing. Stuff oh, like is it a specific yeah. term? I don't know. It was like, uh, 
psych of personality. I remember writing it at the top of my page. It was like Listeners, in the header. Help us out with this. <laughs> it's okay if you don't know it and I'm lying. Oh, we should mention our email that we have. Mm. So in case you guys ever want to just make some comments about the show. Because, Tell us we're wrong. You know, in Spotify and in Apple Podcasts, I wish that there was a comment feature under each episode, but there's not. But, I think but there is on our website at renaissancepals.com. Yes, so I was about to like spell out renaissanceemilies at gmail.com. It's really just our name with I-E-S. So it's renaissanceemilies as in multiple Emilies as if we were objects at gmail.com. <laughs> so if you have, have the question to, or sorry, the answer or questions as well. Comments, questions, thoughts, feelings, concerns. concerns. If we have offended you, please let us know. Offensive. It is bound to happen. Uh, Great recipes. Yes. I would Stories like about your grandmother. We'll take anything. <laughs> but yeah, if you have the answer to Emily's question. <laughs> My statement into the ether. Yeah. Something from Psych about personality. If you took if you took Psych of Personality at UNT in the year 2013, please let me know in the comments. <laughs> so yeah, I like to journal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just derailing you. No, it's fine. <laughs> and what else do you like to do, Emily? Well, I don't know how much we should go into each. Okay, I could I could expand on journaling. Let's not expand then. Okay. Let's inspand. <laughs> let's let's despand. Let's despand. Okay, so we're just bullet pointing first, and then yeah. we're gonna go into a little let's bit. Let's bullet point this up. All right, so my next one would probably be, I really like to compose outfits. <laughs> Outfit composing. Outfit composing. I was like, how do I write this? Because I put slash fashion, slash personal style. I think you have a, a knack for coming up with better terms for what people call things. Drawer. Oh. <laughs> outfit composer. Thundercloak. This is your true calling. Wow. I feel so seen. <laughs> I've never felt more seen. Tell them about the outfit you had on today, kind of to give them an example. Right. So I unintentionally recreated an outfit inspired by Rory Gilmore. I have seen the Gilmore Girls, all of the episodes, all of the, all of the seasons, four times through. And you, you should see the look Emily's giving me right now. I can't really There's describe no it. I've seen it, and I'm honestly contemplating a fifth time. If it's if it's your thing, you gotta keep doing. It's doing just your my thing. comfort show. I feel so happy whenever I watch that show. Then it's... don't let people make you feel bad for it. <laughs> I will not. I know somebody has made you feel bad for it because you posted three Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. The first one being this outfit you composed, which I said fire emoji. And then I saw the second story, and it was the picture of Rory Gilmore, at which I chuckled, went back to the first story, Caps yelled at you, this does look accurate, <laughs> skipped through the second story since I'd seen it, and then had to read your whole third story, mm -hmm. which was a hot take about how Rory isn't a shitty character. She isn't. And the internet says she is. She's lawful evil. People okay. have denoted her as lawful evil, and I think that's wrong. That is that is a little harsh. That is pretty that is pretty harsh. She's definitely lawful, but I would say she's like lawful neutral or maybe lawful good. I mean, I lawful think she's neutral. lawful. She's lawful neutral because she played that shit when she was like, 
I don't know, but like Dean's really hot, and I want to bone him. And your your wife sucks. Yes, yes. But it's we very all lawful make mistakes. I know, which is what I replied to you. I, know, I, know. I said that we can't pretend <laughs> that she's an adult like we are with the same emotion capacity and like life choices mm -hmm. because she still had to make her teenage choices, and that's why people judge it. There's a whole conversation about it in young adult literature about if if it's meant for teens or not, and how people write stuff for it. I get you. I still hate Rory, but I understand your stance. Thank you for understanding my stance. That's You're all welcome. I wanted. <laughs> just, that's all I, I was like, ever do. Emily slash the internet hates Rory. This is to you. <laughs> just at me, you coward. <laughs> no, I, sh I should have added you at the bottom. I was like, maybe she'll read it. And I then did. Rethink things. No. <laughs> I'll give in to some extent, and then I will say no. That's fine. I respect that. Good, good. So that this is a comment. No, this is a podcast about respect. <laughs> so anyway, I do like composing outfits, and I like to post them on my Instagram. Sometimes. And inciting anger mm -hmm. through your stories. <laughs> you know, it felt really good to articulate that yeah. viewpoint, though. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is worthwhile. You know? Yeah. It it was like your journaling. You were. Getting right. it out, you are creating something better. And it's something I've thought, I guess, because I've had, it's not just you, we've though, had a lot of several people in my life who don't like Rory, mm -hmm. and I have always just kind of, like, nodded in, because my problem is, is I, I tend to see, like, I don't know, this is a really douchey problem to have, but it's like, I tend to see every point of you. <laughs> like, wow, you're so cultured. <laughs> if it's, like, backed up with proper mm -hmm. evidence, then I will definitely see that side. Yeah. And that's fair. Consider it and invalidate it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, I don't reply with my own thoughts because it takes me a while to art like figure them out. Mm -hmm. And normally, it takes me like thirty minutes trying to write something, and then I'm like, "Yes, that's exactly what I feel." Mm -hmm. This kind of goes back to the journaling thing mm -hmm. because I don't know in the moment, mm -hmm. but then once I've articulated it. it linguistically, like on paper, then I th I think, okay, no, this is true to me. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. <laughs> a lot of feelings about Rory. A lot of feelings <laughs> about real? journaling and outfits. What and is your next bullet point? My next one is actually writing. So, it what? kind of all goes yeah. into each other. So, this is more like, I like writing philosophical and societal reflection stuff. About Gilmore Girls. About Gilmore Girls, no. Not just about Gilmore Girls. Uh, I also occasionally also about like sex to write in the poetry. <laughs> The important things Yes, in life. the important things. But yeah, uh, I've had a blog ever since the Zanga days. I had a Zanga with like oh, geez. pink and yellow and green striped wallpaper. And literally one of my favorite things to do with like Zanga and MySpace and blogs in general is to, you know, d like customize them and do different coloring and like change the fonts and it's super fun. So that's a, my third hobby is blogging. Graphic design? Oh. <laughs> No, but, uh, yeah, I guess it's just graphic design for the individual social pages. It's fun. Graphic design is your passion. It's not. <laughs> but it's fun. So, those are my hobbies. What are I feel yours? like you have way more bullet points than that. I do, but I thought we were just... Those are your like, mains? Those are my mains, I would say. Oh, but I also really like, like, organizing things. And decorating. We already said that we have masters in library science. You don't have to talk about organizing things. Yeah, that's true. 
However, you can't talk about decorating. I will allow it. It is sustained. Mm -hmm. I like decorating a lot. Cool. <laughs> That's it. Well, I was thinking we just I like going... decorating. <laughs> we'll go into it in more detail later on, I'm sure, throughout the show and everything. Yeah. So what are your hobbies? Well. Like, I don't already know them, but what are they for the audience? If, if it's just for the audience, I'm going to bolster them up and be like, oh, sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chinese calligraphy. <laughs> um, my hobbies, I did a real short list because I was like, what do I even do? I just drive to work and <laughs> that's about it. Um, so I put that as my number one hobby, or I didn't number any of them, so they can all be equal if I truly desire it. I put the first one as writing because that's the one I put the most like emotional status into. Because if I don't do it, I feel bad. I was going to say shitty. Shitty is a more accurate term. I don't just feel bad. I feel shitty. <laughs> and it, it's it been something that I've done since, like, being a weenie little one in, like, second grade or before that. That was my social outcast days. First-ish grade. I wrote a... I wrote a story slash drew a picture with this other girl which is when I should have been like ah you're gay <laughs> but um it was this picture with about like a pirate ship and she was like a bad girl because we like drew dismembered bodies all over it like it was oh, a wow. pirate ship <laughs> I don't very know very authentic pirate yeah ship. it was authentic <laughs> and then the first grade teacher was like the fuck is this <laughs> I need no. to talk to you too. Oh, no. Yeah, so we had a talking to. Um, but oh after gosh. that, like, I did like a story with another girl. Wait, friend. wait, whose idea was it? I don't know. Her name was also Emily. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, was this a different universe that I was like, no. a part of and I didn't know? No. I don't think I would have manifested that. I wrote about tornadoes a lot. So. You had a lot of emotional turmoil. Mm -hmm. Yes. But not dismembered bodies. That's like next yeah. level. That's what I was like, who, who, <laughs> I don't know who did it, who egged who on, who was trying to impress Well, who. the reason why I'm like, was that, is that something that's like innate to human nature to draw or were either of you exposed to I was, I was it? probably influenced and was like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, let's draw some Because I'm like, maybe she grew up with, you know, kind of like older brothers and they watched... Or they played, like, video games. We're not doing the video game argument here. Okay. I hate that argument. No, but, okay, you so recreate bad. what you see. Yeah. Then I'm just like, how would a, how would a second grader pull that? You, yeah, you had to, like, uh, there's so many pictures of war. And, like, you don't even, it, it could have been, like, a completely inaccurate drawing. It was probably a stick person with blood around it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was, I was. It wasn't like a bone poking out of a shattered femur. <laughs> well, like. I don't know. Still, I guess I'm just curious. Wow, how morbid! Wow, is that one of your interests? Morbidity. I just want to know, like, if that's something that's innate to human nature to draw. I mean, outside of that, I've never drawn it. Right. You've never drawn it. Right. So it's probably just like I. I think it was something where I was like, yeah, I'm cool too. Uh -huh. it, was a, it was definitely, I'm going to impress you by being so badass. Right. But as a first grader, so beep, 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 That's just it being, it's censoring itself in my head. Mm -hmm. that, that's, anyway, so writing was my first hobby. Mm -hmm. 
um, just like thick fiction stuff. Um, I don't understand poetry enough to like it more than I do. But you do write poetry. I do sometimes. But I, I don't have it at that professional level that I feel like you do. Because you have, like, the interest in form and thinking about this. And, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be commentary on this thing. I'm like, I have feelings that I must articulate. And the only way that I know how to do it in this emo moment is to go back to my roots and write a poem. <laughs> well, it's like a, it's like a side hoe. Yeah. Poetry's my side hoe. Mm -hmm. I don't understand anything about her, but I just fucking do her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the next thing I have is photography. Mm -hmm. Similar situation. Mm -hmm. uh, I have like six, in no, five Instagrams. One is like the corporate one that I do. <laughs> and then a writing one, a personal one, a book one, and then the podcast one. I, I take lots of pictures. Mm -hmm. I like pictures. I also put that I like languages. Because I like them. It's interesting to think about how, especially English speakers in Western societies, have defaulted, quote-unquote, to English as, like, the language and everything's translated from English or... You translate into English, and blah, 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 rather than like the true way you would learn, which is like visual associations and other things like that. So it's really interesting to learn about other languages and how they connect into cultures, like with um, the Korean language. I'm gonna say Hangul, and then it's gonna be wrong. The Hangul, uh, like that, has built-in parts to do with like the hierarchies. Uh, in social situations. Okay, uh, so it's like different situations call for different things. Like, it, it becomes a way to learn about the world. And so I like languages. And then I... So wait, what, what are those that you're learning? That's a whole different deal. Because I am... Well, you can do the ones that you're learning, like, kind of more intensely, and then the ones that you're... I'm attempting to learn Spanish better. Mm -hmm. I literally have my uh, radio in the car set to the DFW Latino mix. <laughs> that, that's what they say. That's how they say it. I'm not being... It, that, that's literally it. <laughs> um, and then I'm working on learning Japanese, learning Korean. I want to learn... Or I was doing Italian, but then... <laughs> I sucked and forgot to go back to it, so I need to do that. I'm trying to think of my shelves at home. And then I know I wanted to learn at some point. Shoot, heck and heck. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know either. It's a language that they speak in India. It is the number one language there that I'm not going to remember right now because I'm an idiot but a, a lot, lot of things to remember <laughs> it's also we have a tv going in the background and it's slowly showing like different pictures of movie covers deflect deflect <laughs> i'm stupid but i see jack black in school of rock <laughs> can i truly be stupid um uh, I, uh, 
I'm don't gonna, worry I'll about it. I'll think of it at some other point. You I guys feel can bad. Us the rest. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's something I, I'll think, I'll just go home and lie in my shame. Anyway, uh, the last thing and I put was running. <laughs> yeah. Yes, which we do. We have a running club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're, we're, we like organized activities. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best way to be an adult, I think. Yes. Because then you can get your thrills out of declining. Mm -hmm. uh, you can know that you're supposed to be in a place at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And it's you have your interactions. that you're hanging out with the people mm -hmm. that you like to hang out with. Yes, yes. It's like we, we like scheduled things, mm -hmm. and it's nice to engage in hobbies together. I would like the record to show that she just flung her hand back and forth between us to gesture to the fact that this is a hobby. This is indeed a hobby. We can add it to our list. I thought we had it on our pod, uh, projects. Oh, that's on our projects, yeah. Psych! Wait, uh, so, no, what? that was the wrong, that was definitely what the wrong thing. What are we doing? Thing. I just wanted to be cool and say that what? little noise thing. I just want to, like, pause, was for, that? That pause was... for a moment and talk meta. Talk meta to me, baby. <laughs> You want to sit crooked and talk straight. So I, <clears throat> basically what I want to do before we proceed is define our terms because, and specifically the terms hobbies, interests, and projects. Um, I had a very good professor in grad school who taught us Name drop that, that shit. Uh, Kyle Jensen. He left UNT. <laughs> So maybe you can find him at your local university. I think he's in Arizona now, but he he wasn't... I hated him at first, to be honest. Let's spill the tea. I hated him. I thought he was so douchey. And by the end was of... Was he the cereal guy? He was like, what's your favorite cereal? Yeah. Yeah, he liked to, to pose to Josh. kind of, you know, casual questions at the beginning of each session. Um... And I actually like that part because that's really fun to me. I like to know the juicy details. Wow, you really turned around on him. Well, see, at first, it was just the way... he was. He's quite arrogant, but then he kind of knows it and claims it. But, I don't know. Near the end of the semester, I felt like I had learned so much about writing, which was what the class was designed to do. But he did it in the most interesting way that I didn't even realize how I was learning, but I was, and... It was a great experience, and one of the top things that I took from that class was defining terms and how that's super important whenever you're writing or discussing anything, because what might mean something to you will, would mean something completely different to somebody else just because of how language works. So, well, um, for some ex to some extent. Right. I, but I think that everyone might have their personal definition of what something is, and you know, barring things like articles and, but whenever you take like a hazy term, like project, I mean, that's, that's a pretty broad term, but I think what we're talking about is cr a creative project and what exactly that means, a duration, a set period of time. Cause we discussed this before starting the podcast was how, like, I didn't even realize there was a difference between a hobby and a project. Like, of course there is. It's like a time duration thing, but it can be interesting whenever you it's not analyze. It's necessarily a time duration thing. See, here we go. All right, what, what is <laughs> I told you my perspective, and then you formed. Anyway, well, okay. So, with projects, I think it, it's more of a. F it's just 
being more seriously focused on something. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be for a month or it has to be for a short period of time or a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Like hobbies are innately something that you do that's fun, that you enjoy, but they're kind of like just for that sake a lot of times. Right. Which you can develop into a project where it's something that you are taking seriously and doing. Like, for instance, writing can be a fun hobby for me. I could just be like, let me just write this poem mm-hmm. about my sadness. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like, you know what, I want to make a collection of poems about my sadness. Mm-hmm. This is my new project. But I would argue that that's, that would be a set duration of time that you would be working on it. And it, not that it has to be specified, but it would be, a, there's a start point and an end point. It's a collection. Like so, like Dylan's Goblin Schmoblin. It, there's, a, there's a first video and then there's a last video, and that is a unified project. So with that, I would say it has more of a set duration because it was within a month slash a certain amount of period of time. Mm-hmm. I would argue there is no set duration with creative projects or it is an optional thing because mm-hmm. you're someone who does not write novels. Right. And so and I think a huge like difference in like looking at what projects are oh. because for you, a lot of your projects yeah. does have a set yes, period of time. Uh-huh. So you're automatically like, yeah, there is a period of time. And I'm like, I've been working on this plot for a novel for 25 years. But that's a set period of time. So it doesn't not, matter how short or long it is. It's still a... a so there would be an end point of it eventually. And whether that's, I don't really want to work on this project anymore. I'm tabling it. Or I want to continue this project and then send it off to editors. But is it a set period of time if it's from its birth to who knows... Because there are things that I never consciously put down. Mm -hmm. It's just in a weird limbo. Is that a set period of time? Because it's Schrodinger's cat at the end. Will I pick it up or will I not? At this moment, I am both going to pick it up and I'm both not going to pick it up. Like, I I think this is something. Like, I think the base part of what we were talking about for projects is just something that you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. You're putting energy into it purposefully. Okay. Like you can do hobbies without, well, I guess you can put energy into them purposefully. But I feel like it's like, there's a step more seriousness. Like yeah. yeah. It's like carving out time and being like, this is something I'm going to put effort into it. I'm going to put real effort into it. Right. So with the poetry example, my hobby of writing poetry would be like, whenever I remember, I'll write it in my notebook and shut it and be like, I hope somebody finds that when I die. Versus I make a project and I'm like, I am writing 25 poems. It's going to fit this theme. I would like to submit it to this contest, blah, 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 blah. This is my project. Mm -hmm. I work on this. Then there's like, in the mix of all of these things, interests. Mm Because I think there are certain interests within your hobbies or interests that can influence your projects. And I think interests are... I feel like they're they're the weaker one. Yeah. And then we get into hobbies. Hobbies And and then then we get get into into projects. projects. So I think it's kind of like a time... Not a timeline, but like a funnel system. Yeah. Where everything can be in your interests, but within your interests, you'll find stuff that becomes condensed down... Yes, it's it's a creative tornado. <laughs> so that, as, that just describes us. Yeah, you just you just fling around your interests until finally they become hobbies, and you spit and out a project. a project like this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I think that's like the whole system. But yeah. yes, you may also 
give out your example definitions since I steamrolled you to tell you that they don't have to have time periods. Well, I think it's important that you shared your perspective because that, I, I feel like it, it deepens the terms and it allows our listeners to know a little bit more what we're talking about whenever we say these things. And um, I guess I just, whenever you told me the difference between a hobby and a project a couple weeks ago, it relieved a lot of anxiety for me. Because you were I, thinking everything was your project? Yeah, and I, I was equating the hobby of writing poetry with, well, I need to be sending out these poems to get published, when in actuality that can be like a separate project. And that, I guess, it, the time thing relieves anxiety too, mm -hmm. because I think it doesn't have to be a forever thing. So I guess I just, should just go ahead and admit to the listeners now, I have problems with identity and um, <laughs> kind of... I don't really know how to describe it. Wanting Separating to be a unified thing, from, I guess. Yeah. And I think this was part of what kind of fueled us wanting to do this podcast was that it's okay to be mm -hmm. interested in a bunch of different things and it's okay to um, pursue things lightly or mm -hmm. to pursue something seriously. It doesn't have to all be one thing. And I guess, you know, with our generation we get caught up a lot in I think like status and success and maybe that's every generation but with millennials in particular it's like I'm doing this important thing and or I am this important thing and it can be kind of deflating whenever you don't feel totally unified and so I guess it helps to maybe define different parts of yourself different parts of yourself under the umbrellas of hobbies and projects that you're doing because it makes it less personal and less about you and like I'm a poet or I'm a this which if you want to claim that role and that identity like go for it that's awesome and great and more power to you but I do think that for some people it can be a bit of a roadblock I guess. Based off your personality type whether you would be better with being a part of a collective and feeling that unification mm -hmm. versus somebody who'd feel too boxed in or like you're not meeting the expectations of this figmented collective. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to be a four. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Not all of us can be sixes. <laughs> So now it's time for a creative shout out. Woohoo! Today we're shouting out our dear friend, writer Daisy L. Scott. She is a YA fantasy queen and is currently working very hard on several projects, a short story collection and a novel for submission. She is wonderful and amazing and also a digital artist. You can follow her and peruse her, I guess, uh, social media presence. Yeah. <laughs> you can find her on Instagram at Daisy L. Scott, writer Daisy L. Scott. That is writer, D-A-I-S-I-E-L-S-C-O-T-T. And we'll also be featuring her later this season, so keep your ears and eyes 
peeled slash alert. Oh, open. Gross. I can't picture peeling ears or eyes. Why? Why is that a phrase? Why do you want to peel your eyes? You're Keep okay. your eyes peeled. Who invented that? It's the citrus companies. <laughs> Daisy for ending your beautiful shout out this way. Uh, she's wonderful. Check her out. Follow her journey. Yidda yidda yidda. Da -da -da. Oh yes, welcome back. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Just us talking and and getting off topic and answering one of our plot points. I think we were on topic because we were talking about hobbies and projects and um, we haven't defined interests that much. I think the interests... Let's do this. List your interests. I'll list mine and then okay. we can kind of describe what we think interests mean in the context of Renaissance Pals, the podcast. Well, I have a lot on here. You acting like I don't have a lot? I also have weird niche I have YouTube 12. interests. Oh, that's whatever. I have weird things too. Just just say your shit. Okay, I'll say my shit. So, first one I would say is social reflection. I like meta stuff on the internet, so I really like it when people talk about social media on the internet, through the internet, when people reference comment sections on their Socially. YouTube videos. <laughs> It's like, I love that shit, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so juicy. I also really like reading about psychology, both Western and Eastern. World religions, spirituality, philosophy, poetry, Mary Oliver, shout out. Uh, also Kelly Russell Agathon. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. But she replied to my email that I sent Aww. her. It was a fan mail. <laughs> That's fine. And she replied, and it just was amazing. Um, I also really like reading biographies. I'm interested in learning about people really, really deeply, which is why I'll go on, like, these influencer binges. I mean, that's valid. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably do this, but it's, it, like, I'll watch, like, ten of someone's YouTube videos in a row, just because mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to know everything about this person. And then you forget that you're not watching them in real life right. do their things and then you're like oh I am a creepy human like, watching this so birth close. vlog of some random person in Australia they don't need me watching their child come out of them but they did put it online that's so. true I mean yeah there's that but yeah I, I really like vlogs and uh, vlogs are great I love routine vlogs routines are great daily vlogs daily like, things are great <laughs> My job, I do a lot of like repetitive tasks, so uh, repetitions. I have, I have YouTube opened in the little, in the corner, and it's on as like background noise, and it just feels like people keeping you company. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do love YouTube. Um, Shout out YouTube. <laughs> I also am interested in the Enneagram, mindfulness, fashion and art, interior design, self improvement, dog training. Dog training. I am. Uh, period pieces, and TV. I watch a lot of TV, too. Like, Survivor. Shout out Survivor fans. We were just watching, me and Dylan were just watching this before Emily came over. <laughs> I'm also interested in nutrition and, like, food stuff. So many things. Oh, and, I don't know, yoga, but that's more of, like, a practice. And running, too. So that can still be an interest. That's, that's what I'm wondering, like, what is an interest and what is a hobby? 
Go on. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> I just feel... Do you want I me to answer shy. your question first? No, I feel shy. I've, like, I've revealed so much. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I feel like hobbies are when you take interests and you start to learn more about them. Mm-hmm. So yoga could have been an interest for you at one time, but now it's kind of a hobby. And you could use their colloquialisms and call it a practice because right. it's something say, you it practice like all the practice. time. Yeah. It's a routine. It's something you're doing kind of like if you're taking your medication at 6 p.m. every night, you're doing your yoga for your mental health at this period of time. Like, mm-hmm. sure, call it whatever fits it. But I think any time that it's something that you take as an interest, you're like, hmm, that sounds cool. And then you just start keep doing it. And then you can mm-hmm. learn more about it. And you kind of, like, figure out the world around it. And then start doing that thing. I think that's when it becomes a hobby. Right. So here are my interests. I only have 12. How many did you freaking write? I don't know. That's what I said. <laughs> I wrote a lot. I thought you... I went, See, when you said a lot, I was thinking, like, 10. Yep. Okay. So here are mine. <laughs> Um, I guess I can try to do some off the cuff and be like, hey, I am. Those will be the most natural. I'm so quirky. Uh, Anyway, uh, so the first interest I put, shout out Daisy, I put fairies. (laughs) The second one I put is witches slash the occult. I like that shit. Mm -hmm. I like creepy, weird, dark fantasy things. Anyway... Um, I also like learning about, I read this book actually about green witches and like all of the stuff about it and like how it has to do with intention and how most green witch people that follow like the path of green witch, um, they don't have like an ethics system because somebody who came in to and identified with being a green witch already has that very specific ethics system in place for being a green witch, you could say. Because the ethics system that you would have to have would include, like, finding balance with people and the earth and, like, having a harmony and being innately aware of all of them and protecting and, you know, respecting each versions of the earth. And if you're already... She protect. Yeah. You protect. (laughs) She respect. (laughs) She protect. She respect. She... Do do other stuff. Eck. (laughs) And, And so it was, like... Uh, you would have already had those ethics to identify with, like, the path of the Green Witch. So it was, like, all these interesting things. And I was like, I guess I'm writing down stuff from this book, both for my research and because I'm like, that's a cool fact. <laughs> but anyway, I am uh, also interested in folklore, uh, both the, like, Scottish, Irish folklore. And it's been very hard because as someone who is in Western, quote-unquote, society, you definitely get siloed with folklore and I know it's been something that people are actively trying to push out against like especially with like own voices books especially in fantasy and things like that where you're starting to force yourself really to not accept the idea that the only folklore and fantasy-esque things are England based or UK based I guess is more accurate And so it's interesting because I'm trying to learn more about, like, East Asian mythologies. Not just, like, to cloak them. I don't want to list all of them. (laughs) And, like, uh, you can learn about different African mythologies now, and it's a lot easier 
rather than when you grow up and you're just kind of like, oh, I guess we're just gonna learn about the city in, in Scottish things and fairy maps. But anyway, whole different deal. Uh, which leads kind of into, oh, speaking of YouTube, one of my interests now is uh, historical dress. <laughs> and I follow a lot of people on YouTube who like make their clothes in like reproductions of it. So there's this girl or woman named Bernadette Banner, I believe her name is, and she reproduces clothes with the same like materials they would have used at that time and the same stitching techniques. And um, if they didn't have a certain sewing machine, she wouldn't use it. She would use whatever they literally would have used during that period of time. And it's pretty cool, and I like it. And I, I wish I could figure out how to get my sewing machine to thread so I could do anything, but I literally bought a $50 sewing machine, was so excited, couldn't figure out how to thread it, watched a 10-year-old talk about it on YouTube, who said she got it from her dad's girlfriend for Christmas, and she threaded it on camera. I couldn't get mine to thread. I had another friend show me how to thread it, and then I, I, I still can't get it to thread, so it's just sitting in the front of my room, mocking me. But that's fine. We'll get back to that anyway. Um, another one of my interests is world cultures. I like how people are interconnected and how things come about and what means what to different people. I'll just leave it at that. Um, another interest was true crime. It's interesting and fun and it makes you remember that even if nothing ever has happened to you, you probably shouldn't like lean on that bubble and just hope that nothing continues to happen to you, that there's some precautions you could be making. Such as when you leave the house, lock your goddamn door. If you're gonna go do laundry, lock your goddamn door. If you're gonna go running, don't have both headphones in, you idiot. The, the door is currently unlocked. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, which brings us to my next interest, which is boxing slash MMA. <laughs> I am actively trying to drag Emily to the boxing uh, gym that we have here. I will do it. I will become a badass. Circa vis-a-vis uh, -vis the marine conversation of episode one. Um, then, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum is the next interest. I put fashion as well because I, I put it lower on the list because it is not a high priority interest. But when I get on Pinterest, this bitch likes to look at some blouses. Um, the next interest I put is uh, tattoos. I have many. I plan to have many. More? More. I mean, yes. Both I am going to add and not subtract. <laughs> um, I also put interior design because I think you were talking. I was like, fuck, fuck. Anyway, um... I also like setting stuff up. Uh, according to my house, and I, I really like going into people's houses and appreciating their surroundings. And wait, like, wait, tell them what get... you like to what what you would what more they need. <laughs> oh, I would really enjoy it if it was a social convention to tell somebody, "Hey, here's twenty dollars. <laughs> Go get yourself a nice lunch. Let me stay in your house for an hour, and just." I free reign, look at anything I want to. <laughs> I feel that on a visceral level. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't, it's not in like a nosy Nelly type thing. And no. It's like, I don't want to know your dirty secrets. I don't want, right. I don't want to find your dirty laundry and like, this, your like 60 your sex toys. Yeah. No, I just want to like, 
look through your drawer, like your you're just your, your office drawer. drawer. Yeah, your non-sex drawer. Please label it before you leave. Don't go near the bedside table. Yeah. <laughs> First place I go. Um, but it's like I want to see the kinds of pens you use. I like to see like what spices you have, what's like what you have fridge. in your fridge. Yes. Shout out to every what's in my fridge YouTube oh video God, ever because yeah. I've watched all of them. I yeah, I I really like room tour things when people aren't like this is from Ikea this is from Topshop this is from this other thing mm -hmm. I know Topshop's not somewhere that you get furniture from but I literally could not think of any other place this is from Anthropologist <laughs> but yeah that's what uh, that, that'd be such a dream mm -hmm. I just it's such a good way to get to know people because it it's it's like almost the most purest way to get to know someone because you get to see like their books that they have the ones that they choose to display versus the ones that they actually have like close to their bed and things and kind of like see what they actually do like all the plants they take care of all like the small knickknacks that they give so much love to and how they do it by like placing them in a certain way i just freaking love it anyway the next thing i put is pop punk music I forgot about music. Huh, sucks to suck. You Damn don't get it. to go back. Ew. You had too hey. many. You had too many. You don't get to go back to you. I think you said more than me, though. And then I put sewing and crocheting. <laughs> you can't stop me now. I have no more. To be honest, that is the one that is, I, I would like to get into sewing and crocheting a little bit. I know, I have to show you. But there's so many things I want to do, though, because I want to... Maybe learn how to paint and, and draw. This is our whole podcast. Yeah, draw what do you think it. this podcast is? I know. But it's... We should just have an episode where we lament about all of, all the hobbies we want. It, it's one of those things where you're complaining so much about how much you want to do it. And you're wasting the time. Exactly. You could be doing this it. Is our, this is a story. <laughs> this is cyclical. We like to talk about things. Yeah. Doing them. We don't like doing things. I mean, I wouldn't say that's true. No. We are very inactive... <laughs> I would say we're quite active. I really appreciate how the thunder cloak is really keeping him calm. It really is. He's passed the fuck out. <laughs> it works. Okay, so we want to talk about projects. Sure. To kind of round it out, and mm -hmm. then we can do uh, one or two of the rapid fire questions oh, yes. that we have mm -hmm. prepared. Mm -hmm. And then we leave you to the ether. So what are your projects? Well, currently, glad you asked. <laughs> glad you asked. Thanks for asking. As you're not reading off a teleprompter. <laughs> wow, Janet, that's wonderful. The current project I'm engaged in is actually with you. This project. Right here. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, this podcast. <laughs> it's getting late. It is a project, and it is a podcast. Mm. And I am engaged with you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, w I would say that counts. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, the next one, something I'm kind of doing a little bit more often is posting more of my outfits. Mm -hmm. I told you to. I know. You did. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that's... Like so your homework. You know you're a Leo, and so you don't want to, like, flex that too hard. But then you're also... But like, then nobody I else knows you're a Leo. Well, they do now. I genuinely love looking at people's outfits mm -hmm. on like shout out to blogger fashion blog days like 2011 a little bit earlier I thought you were saying a very specific person's like oh, username and I was like I could oh my god that's a long one I really oh <laughs> <laughs> 
I could, I, yeah, there was several, several gals, and they're on Instagram now, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different experience, because before, you would read their blogs, and you would comment, and, and read out their day, really personal. and how they're trying to have a baby, but then it's like, on Instagram, it's like, ah, I have, I have, like, a 30-minute timer, and I can't use, like, too much time on this one person's thing, because, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on Instagram every day, so I put a little timer on. But if it was their blog, you would spend more time looking at it? Mm-hmm. So, whenever it feels right and I'm on someone's page and I like looking at their stuff and it's giving me good feelings, I'll, like, extend the time. I'll be like, oh, no, that was, an en- like, an enjoyable amount of time that I spent on Instagram looking at their outfits. So, that doesn't necessarily count as, like, detracting from the time of the day. It added to it. But I have to be careful because I can spiral into a zone of envy where I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that and I should be doing that and... That can be kind of like a eh place. So I like to cap it. You know. Would that happen if they were doing it on their blog? Would you be envious? I think it's about the format of it. Like the amount of outfits you can see at once? No, it was, it's maybe actually. That you're just like bombarded by the amount and you're like, Cause it's, I could never. It's a whole, well, I don't know. That doesn't really apply to certain fashion people. I would say like fashion on Instagram is very safe for me for the most part. It's more like, I don't know. Like lifestyle people? No. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a general feeling of... It's it's like a build up, I guess. The, the, the envy can kind of build up after a certain period of time. And then it's like, okay, I've been on here for a while and I've looked at a bunch of different people and now I feel envious and that I'm not adding up. Whereas if it's... If it was on the blog, it would... It's more intentional. You're visiting a web page and then you're reading about them and it feels like you're entering someone's space and less like you're consuming a bunch of different stuff at once. So if you did it on the web page of Instagram, do you think they won't they don't let you do that if you're not logged in. Just log in. Yeah, I guess. That was a very small barrier. <laughs> Because if, cause if it's something that has to do with, like, intention, well, or if it's because they're not giving you enough personal details, so it's not like you know them, know them, and it's more consumerist. I think we can put a pen on this for our next therapy session, so you'll <laughs> probably talk a little bit more in depth about it, but I don't want to get too real on the podcast. <laughs> yes, only fake feelings for the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Posting more outfits, I think, is... Mm, no, I'm off. What was I saying? You're talking about being a Leo. Right. And not wanting to post outfits, and then I was like, why? And then you're like, I guess I should. Yeah. I guess... And then I I kept pressuring you, because you're like, no, but then it'll look like I'm being selfish, or I'm so full of myself, and I was like, what the fuck? What do you think everybody else is doing on Instagram? Well, and you said a comment that, about our generations, that I think was very astute, and I think you should repeat it to our listeners. I don't remember. It was about how... (laughs) Millennials, the way that we use social media is, I would say it's very fraught and um, kind of like second guessing ourselves because we grew up with it. It wasn't like just there. And with Gen Z, people just like share things on the internet because that's what they've always done. And they're like, I'm just doing this thing. And it feels more natural and less like contemplative contemplative about because we grew up whenever not Instagram uh, when Twitter started Mm -hmm. and I remember the biggest thing about Twitter is everybody was shitting on the teenagers because they were just stream of conscious tweeting stuff out 
And so I think that is the thing that like a lot of people internalized like across social media within our generation of either very, very early Gen Z or late millennial is that you saw everybody shitting on these kids because you're sharing too much with the public. Well, right. you suck ass, basically. Or and there's no boundaries and yeah, you just want validation. Yeah, you, you have no self-esteem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're only getting your self-esteem from the internet. Yeah, that's why you're posting so many selfies. Or you can't post things on the internet unless you have a completely perfect self-esteem, which yeah. is a black and white way of looking at it. And Because I feel in between. There's some days where I really struggle with self-esteem and there are other days where I feel really good about myself. And... There is, I don't know. It's not like, yeah. I feel like you know how you feel. I don't know. I never know how I feel, but I do. You, you do feel? <laughs> I'm going into an emotional tailspin. No, it's fine, because it's, it is it a is, It's kind thing. of an emotional topic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's on all of our minds a lot, and nobody really talks about it. Mm -hmm. It's also something that we had to coach you up to. To doing yeah because it is something that's been internalized that if if it can be seen as selfish or like very like showboaty then you probably shouldn't do it unless right. you're a huge influencer and that's your job so exactly. of course you need to be sharing about so much about your life even though like influencer society is kind of toxic because of xyz mm -hmm. but it's also difficult for people to just enjoy things and get past that threshold where it's like okay i get it but I just want to enjoy things. Yeah. Or, like, express myself. And I think the other thing is, is is the idea that nobody else gives a fuck. Right, and you always think that they think yeah. more about it than you do. Because it's different from, I mean, it's also, if people don't like you already, they're, they're not, not going to like you. Yeah. Seeing your outfit picture isn't going to make them be like, wow, I love her, or wow, this is the scum of the earth. It's going to be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Because they would have hated it if you posted a picture of that French building with the roses in front of it, or your really nicely lit apartment, or the walk with Winnie. Like, they would have been like, ugh, no matter what you put. Mm -hmm. So even if it was, like, the most God-sent outfit ever to grace the earth, they'd still just sort of scroll past it and roll their eyes. Like, yeah. And in that case... There's always Fuck that follow, yeah. Yeah, or mute, which I don't get. But, um, it's, it, yeah. Because I understand that feeling, but I've also reached the point where I'm like, but fuck it. Well, that's what I appreciate, because it's given me sort of a, it's given me, mm -hmm. I guess, a new perspective yeah. that I Like, there's a healthy before. edge of, like, like right. probably don't post this thing, but also, I, I mean, I have too many Instagrams, so it's reached the point where it's like, it's, I don't need to think about everything I'm posting so much, because mm -hmm. that's just tiresome. If I spend 10 minutes on each account posting something, that's an that's hour right. I've used. <laughs> like, that's too, that's too much. Uh -huh. So, it would be like, I don't give a shit if I'm posting seven pictures of my vacation, literally two minutes apart. Who cares? <laughs> I'm archiving it on my social media platform mm -hmm. that was my point mm -hmm. and then people can come look at it at their leisure mm -hmm. like I don't <laughs> that's dumb and so if if you're posting pictures of you stunting on hose from your bathroom sink like who cares <laughs> like that's your deal and you want to be able to look back at it later it's like with journaling except with visual it's See, like you're a great yes man <laughs> that's all I do for other people <laughs> and then I get home and I look in the mirror I'm like how could you? You cannot see it from an empty cup. 
just like hand palm to glass like you <laughs> Snape son of a bitch <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean I say this is me talking to everybody out there all of Emily's family <laughs> Emily's mom specifically Miss Peebles she has a great nature Instagram she does it's amazing I really like her bird pics mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going. I really focused in on trying to remember your mom's name. Katrina? Yes. Shit, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Katrina, post all the bird pics you could ever desire. <laughs> you can post them a minute apart, five seconds apart. You can post them once a month. You can never post a bird again and go back and only post pictures of your garden or the cat or, I guess your husband, that works too. But he probably should just have his own Instagram. Do whatever makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, nobody else gives a fuck. Except for, like, four of us who will just like it regardless. And then your haters, because every great nature photographer has one great nemesis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, that is the end of my speech. transaction mm -hmm. with Katrina Peebles. <laughs> you know, that kind of reminds me of, we're talking about frequency of posting on social media. I can remember in high school, we had summer reading for East of Eden, and uh, there's like... There's so much of that book. There's a lot of that book, and at least 50 chapters. And one guy from our high school did a status update Every single time he finished a chapter. <laughs> and at first I was just like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's bending the rules. Like he's he's creating his own universe. Like what's going on? It's chaotic. It's, so, it's too chaotic. But then after a while, I started to admire his perseverance, his accountability. I'm like, this dude's just trying to be accountable and, and this is, get through this is his the shit. idea. Because mm -hmm. people might hate it at first, but then I think like over time you kind of mature a little bit and you'll just be like, you know what? I respect you doing you. Mm -hmm. Fuck it up, dude. Right. Get your shit going. I wish I could remember his name because we could just have a little catchphrase of channel your inner... <laughs> Channel your inner East of Eden, bro. <laughs> channel your inner... <laughs> channel your innards. Chan channel... <laughs> no, okay, you're cut off. <laughs> That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for coming. No, your projects. <laughs> your projects. Wait! Oh, I didn't see my third one. Say your third project. <laughs> I might be working on gathering up some poems. Yeah, you are. I am. Sorry. You are going to be doing this. Continue. I am working on... Gathering up some poems to submit to a chapbook contest mm -hmm. run by Kelly Russell Agadons Press. I, I really Press. appreciate that you just sort of like run the last part into yeah, the ground. <laughs> but yeah. The that, very nice lady who emailed you back. Yeah, because I mean, this Who's is also a, very talented. Yeah, she's, she's extremely talented. And this is a probably a topic for another. Yeah. Uh, episode where we can go deeper into this mm -hmm. but um just talking about reading poetry journals and two sylvia's press is a, is a journal that i follow well it's not technically like a quarterly journal but they release books and stuff and mm -hmm. um 
I really like that press mm -hmm. and the editor of that press. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be interesting mm -hmm. to It'd try be a good project. Yeah, try and, and dip my toes into that world mm -hmm. because it feels like something that is is meaningful and authentic to, to you to engage in. Yeah. Now, those are my projects. Mm -hmm. Those are very good projects. Thank you. Time for yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> So my project says, uh, well, let's start with this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is a part of my project. Mm -hmm. So we used to just meet up once a week and have Emily's therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you articulating yourself or me? <laughs> you. <laughs> I'd come hang out, drink out. tea. <laughs> We'd have a therapy session. We'd hang out with Winnie. Sometimes we'd ride our bikes. <laughs> Or bake stuff. Yeah, or bake stuff. Now we're podcasting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I guess a different project I'm going to work on. Um, I'm working on, at the moment, at this literal, at this moment, plotting the novel that I was writing for NaNoWriMo last year. Which so you National won. Novel Writing Month. Yeah. So it's National Novel Writing Month, November is the month. She wrote more than 50,000 words in one month. Yes, it was a lot. And I did learn a couple things. One of those things being uh, I like sprints for writing because I can just stare at the page for eons and be like, okay, one more word. Just one more word. And it's never one more word. You need like 1,667 more words every single day. So that's fun. Um, so I'm working on kind of like more completely plotting it. There's a whole different discussion with that we'll probably talk about with Daisy. Um, and it has to do with like plotting versus pantsing and how much plotting do you do? Does it bore you? Anyway, I'm working on plotting to my level of plotting. Figuring out like the emotional beats, uh, what kind of things need to happen, and then I am working on waking up early in the morning because my entire schedule changed when I changed jobs, which means that I have negative one hour <laughs> of time. So that means if I wake up earlier, I have more time for writing in the morning, and I like writing in the morning when everything is dead. Anyway. Um, so that's what I'm working on. Um, also, Daisy is drawing my characters, which I will probably post later. Oh my gosh. Yes, I did She's, not know that. She sent me the first picture of one of the main characters. Uh, I'm excited. Yay! Yes. Um, so I'm working on the waking up part, and then I'm gonna work on writing at that point. And then the other thing I'm working on, kind of as like a, a fun project, a very snappy little thing, mm -hmm. uh, is I'm working on streaming on Twitch. Yay! Yes. So whenever I get my waking up, actually writing routine down, I'm going to start streaming my writing sessions in the morning as like a sense of, yeah, not validating. I mean, I guess it's validating myself. Accountability. Thank you. Accountability. Your inner east of Eden. Yes. I'm, I'm east of Edening. Mornings at 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, that sounds so romantic and nice. Yeah. So it, it's just going to be uh, what I am listening 
too in my Spotify, like a timer, Aww. and then like my uh, my mid face and the spot that sits next to me because my cats like to sit in chairs. <laughs> so I have a chair pulled up next to mine so oh, Mr. Kitty so can sit there. Cute. So I'm going to angle it down so you can kind of see me typing and see Mr. Kitty. That's great. Yes. So that then I'll just be like, oh, I enjoy Please this. Please share your, your handle with... Uh, it's Emmers, I think, or Emses. I think it's Emses. It's already linked on the website, okay. uh, renaissancepals.com. Sweet. Uh, forward slash about. <laughs> about. Um, so those are my projects at the moment. I Since I did change jobs as Emily will also understand mm -hmm. we both recently slash semi-recently changed our careers so it's a lot of adjusting to what you had as your routines mm -hmm. before to kind of what you want it to be but also what times you have because I used to work out more but now I have to figure out what to place that do I just do it for like 15 minutes in the morning or do I have to like carve out time at night do I walk during lunch but oh I want to read oh well reading during lunch makes more sense listening to audiobooks sometimes driving to or from work that works oh also if I'm too tired at night reading is fine oh but I also want to write when do I write and it's like all these other things where you have to like repuzzle piece your life back together there's a time adjustment. Ugh, it's, it's so much. Because mm -hmm. then if you have to figure out when you sleep, what time you need to sleep. So, okay, I need to have this amount of hours to myself. Let me readjust when I'm going to sleep and waking up. And it's a whole ordeal. And then seasonal depression. <laughs> so it's like, can I wake up and right. be productive when it's yes. dark outside? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Will I just sit up and drink coffee and watch YouTube for an hour and a half? Time will tell. And it's, uh, it's all those things. So those are my projects, my interests, my hobbies. Should we do our quick rapid fire questions to yes. end the episode? Yes. Let's do, let's do one each. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Let me, no, I'm going to pick yours. Okay. And then I get to pick yours. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Emily. Mm-hmm. Your rapid question, which you have 30 seconds to answer, is... If you could live during any time period, oh, what would you live in, barring social inequalities, et cetera, et cetera, utopian society-esque? Oh, shit. Okay, so in the past I've always said, uh, like, 1920s, because a lot of, like, the, the Salon Paris uh, mm -hmm. intellectual circle jerk things were going on, Hell and yeah. I think that would be really cool. But you are a circle me? jerk in France. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Part of me also really thinks the 1890s, because that's when, like, Impressionism was happening. And um, there was so much happening in the 1890s. Also, like, first wave of feminism was really blooming. Women were riding bikes and wearing pants. And um, the Industrial Revolution was, like, really chugging along. and Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally chugging. So, yeah, I would say... Either of those. Because I also, I like the 19th century from, like, an aesthetic point of view. Mm -hmm. So, um... Beautiful. Wow. Good job. Okay, so... I shall ask you... If you could have dinner with one person that inspires you, alive or dead, who would it be? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Susan Dennard. My knee-jerk reaction is always Meg Cabot. But that, I mean, I, I love you, Meg but you've been absurd. 
Susan Dennard is the author of the Truth Witch series. It is a young adult fantasy book. I mean, I would also be interested in talking to Holly Black because she is the queen of young adult, like, fairy mythology. After writer Daisy Scott, of course. <laughs> I have no idea what I was talking about. Damn, you're saying <laughs> Holly Black, she's the queen of YouTube mystery. Fantasy. Oh, no. Holly Black is the queen of fairy oh, young adult books okay who myself and daisy model our aspirations after i see basically mm -hmm. uh daisy wants to be what holly black is to fairies to witches oh yes so it would be interesting to talk to her but i feel like susan is kind of like one of the nicest people in the writing community uh, now. I mean, obviously there's going to be nicer people and more nice people, but of the people I found, she's really nice. She has a lot of really good writing help and tips and editing stuff on her website. And she she seems great. She seems real nice. I'm going to keep repeating these things that I need to stop. But she's somebody who started in publishing and she had kind of quote-unquote a dud trilogy but it was less of it being a dud and more of like the timing was wrong and it would have published right after the boom in... Mm. Like Twilight stuff? Well, she didn't publish like Twilight-esque things. It was a steampunk kind of oh. zombie-ish thing. I have to read it still. But it, that was like her first trilogy and she was afraid that she wouldn't be able to publish under her name anymore because... She basically killed it with Susan Dennard. But then she got Truth Witch and published that, and it skyrocketed. Also, she studied to be, I believe, a biologist and worked in the field for a long period of time. Has a lot of articles, or a couple articles, and she, like, went to Antarctica for doing things. She, 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 like, she's a renaissance pal. She is, and I love her, and I think she would be a really fun friend. So Aww. I want to go to have dinner with her. But of course I bring Daisy because like she also really likes Susan. And we already talked like uh, Susan Dennard is our friend. We're like, <laughs> did you see what Suze did today? Because <laughs> she calls herself that in her newsletter and in her um, blog. Anyway, so that's who I'd pick. I'd pick Susan Dennard. Everybody should look into Susan Dennard. She's going to have a baby. I'm really proud of her. She's had a lot of IVF problems. But anyway... <laughs> So, <clears throat> I guess that is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Oh, we have a very specific thing to tell you, though. We do. And remember, your worth is not dependent upon your creative productivity. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week. Here's another one. What happens when you put two Emilys in a Christmas song? You get two turtle doves. Uh.